How could his carefully tended vineyard, providing with everything, produce wild grapes, literally stinking things? God expected justice, but saw bloodshed. Righteousness, Hebrew tzadak, integrity, but heard only cries of pain. God's will bends toward justice. Last week we heard from Isaiah, What to me are your multiple sacrifices? Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. With no continuity with behavior, right religious ritual is meaningless and affront to God. Worship is not a matter of pausing once a week to say, Yea, God, than going on our merry way with no thought of connection between worship and behavior. Unaware that spirituality and social justice go together, different sides to the same coin. When they are not linked together, there are consequences. True then, Isaiah's words are true now. Walking down the streets of East Jerusalem, the Jewish part, you see people sitting at sidewalk cafes, more like Paris. They seem oblivious that Arab citizens of the state of Israel face daily discrimination. That Palestinians in occupied territories continuous harassment, confiscation of land, and building new settlements in Arab Jerusalem and the West Bank, sealing people off from each other by that dreadful wall, 30 feet high, 8 feet wide. Now, I'm not just harping on a political issue here. It's difficult to see harassment and injustice with your own eyes over there and remain silent over here, much less when the injustice is supported by our tax dollars. The Arab world, with all its faults and cultural backwardness, is not blind to the injustice they see coming from America. There are consequences. Now, I grew up with the song in the South, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Very personalistic, focused on Jesus and me, our solace, refuge, and shield. Well, Luke remembers the day when Jesus was really ticked off. This morning, we don't hear the so-called sweetie Jesus, the saccharine Savior, as he says, I came to bring fire to the earth. Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace? No, I tell you, but rather division. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the face of the earth and sky. How is it you do not know how to interpret the times? What a friend indeed. The one who cleared the temple, overturning the tables of the money changers for cheating the common people. They were selling for sacrifice the same birds and animals over and over. Religious leaders duplicitous in the scheme. Again, making a mockery of worship. Jesus was serious about what he stood for and against, demanding that our actions be commensurate with our faith. This morning on television, I heard that millennials are leaving in groves. First of all, tension between science and religion. Between re reality and religion, People get turned off by the lack of connection or turn on to TV or mega churches where entertainment masquerades for worship. Now, you are lucky here 
to have a rector who is honest with you. Not so in many parishes. Too often, clergy, fearful of offending people comfortable with long-held, often childish beliefs, chicken out and keep parishioners in the dark about the Bible. Jesus warned, can you not see the sign of the times? This is not the Jesus of the comfortable pew. Not a zealot, as a new book portrays, but he was a revolutionary, disrupting religious assumptions of his time and the peace of Rome, which is what got him into trouble. Hiding behind the Bible, bigotry in the church is matched only by its cowardice in the face of injustice. Sunday in church is still the most segregated hour in America. Intolerance regarding LGBT by Orthodox in Russia, Anglicans in Nigeria, and all around the world is centered in the church. And you know, here in California, the money that fueled passage of Proposition 8 came primarily from churches. The same ones, by the way, discriminating against women as well. Patriarchy still their model. Now, I must tell you, when I first saw I was to preach on these readings from Isaiah and Luke, I groaned. <laughs> they were difficult for me, taking me back to tough times early in my ministry. Now imagine, blamed for the new prayer book and hymnal, called unpatriotic for speaking out against the Vietnam War, and communist for setting up sex education classes, I was charged with being heretical, for daring to share new information about the Bible, which I thought, silly me, would be liberating to people in this century, as I tried to relate Christianity to a larger reality and an up-to-date worldview. But Isaiah and Jesus were both calling for integrity. In an email last Tuesday, a friend, Lutheran pastor David Dahl, wrote from his experience, integrity as a pursuit is a risky lifestyle choice with poor returns on investment. <laughs> True, we both agreed, Jesus being the prime example. I think the challenge of today's church is to forge an integrated way of life in the midst of a fragmented world that is frightening to people who may want certainty in religion more than mystery, much less a change of heart that realizes that spirituality and social justice go together, must go together. During those tough times back then, a song kept running through my head from Man of La Mancha. To dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go, to right the unrightable wrong, to love pure and chaste from afar. To try when your arms are too weary to reach the unreachable star. This is my quest to follow that star. No matter how hopeless, no matter how far. To fight for the right without question or pause. To be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause. And I know if I'll only be true to this glorious quest, that my heart will lie peaceful and calm when I'm laid to my rest. You can just hear the drums. And the world will be better for this, that one man, scorned and covered with scars, still strove with his last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable star. 
for good or ill, there are consequences to our actions or inactions, personally and corporately. You can't save the world, but you can do something. Choose one need beyond yourself, one that stirs your passion and do something about it. Each of us can do that, can still dream. I survived in those dark days by a hymn text which was tragically omitted from our new hymnal. It was written by James Russell Lowell in 1845, around the same time, by the way, as What a Friend We Have in Jesus was written. Its sentiments are still true. In the light of challenges from Isaiah and Jesus, hear these words. They are profound. Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide. In the strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. Some great cause, God's new Messiah, offering each the bloom or blight, and the choice goes by forever twixt that darkness and that light. Then to side with truth is noble when we share her wretched crust. Ere her cause bring fame and profit, and tis prosperous to be just. Then it is the brave man chooses, while the coward stands aside to the multitude make virtue of the faith they had denied. By the light of burning martyrs, Jesus' bleeding feet I track, toiling up new Calvaries ever with the cross that turns not back. New occasions teach new duties. Time makes ancient good uncouth. Wow. They must upward still and onward who would keep abreast of truth. Though the cause of evils prosper, yet his truth alone is strong. Though her portion be the scaffold and upon the throne be wrong, yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. I guess that pretty much sums up my faith and my hope. I hope this affirms for you that the life of a Christian, falling in the path of Jesus, is worth it too as we find meaning and purpose, even in the midst of trouble and pain. I think Jesus felt that too. Amen.